0: I just don't believe in this Bitcoin thing. I, I think this is going to just implode one day. I think this is Enron in the making. Really? Oh, Enron yes. in the making. Oh, yes. I just don't believe in Bitcoin at all, completely. Because it just it doesn't make sense. You know, this thing is not being regulated. It's not under control. It's not uh, not under the uh, supervision of any 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 Federal uh, any any you know like United States Federal Reserve or any other uh, central bank. So I just I don't believe in this whole thing at all. I think it's going to implode. So I, I'm in agreement with the JP Morgan uh, head, Mr. Damon call it a surprise Saturday night shakeup. Saudi State TV reported that 11 princes, three current and dozens of former ministers have been detained. This is Pierre Rochard and Michael Goldstein from the Satoshi Nakamura Institute. On the first episode of, uh, well, we don't have a name for the podcast yet. I just came up with Noted, but I don't know if we're going to keep that. This podcast is for Bitcoin maximalists and minimalists. It's for people who are tired of the amount of shit coinery going on, uh, all these ICOs nonsense, uh, all of the Segwit 2x nonsense, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold, etc. We're here to uh, kind of push back on that. We've got your, our eyes on you. <laughs> The prince of Saudi Arabia, or one of the princes, apparently they've got a big royal family over there. That uh, they actually, I was, I was, it was interesting. I was reading an article that was saying that they they rule by consensus among the royal family. So maybe yeah. they could use blockchainology. Maybe they can team up with R three. Yeah, well, R three would be perfect because apparently they don't need something that's censorship resistant because you can end up in jail, you know, the next day. This character, uh, his, his formal name is uh, al Walid bin Talal. He is a big owner, a shareholder of Citigroup. Yeah, and, the largest
1: independent shareholder.
0: Yeah, the largest. Uh, pretty impressive. Although, after the financial crisis, I can't imagine it's worth much. Yeah, he should have invested in Bitcoin. Should have bought Bitcoin. <laughs> and he also bought a big stake in Twitter. That was probably a bad investment, too. Given the stock Should've price. Should have bought Bitcoin. Should have bought Bitcoin. Now he he's ended up in jail being accused of money laundering and corruption. This comes a week after he was insulting the good name of Bitcoin. Some say that's a coincidence. I I disagree. Based on on the conversations we had with the Saudi King, about the importance of Bitcoin maximalism. I think that he swiftly took action to shut down this skeptic who who got his name added to the
1: skeptics list on the Nakaman Institute website. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was completely uh, enthralled by our Austrian approach to economic analysis of Bitcoin and the, the importance of sound money. Uh, the Saudis have always been huge fans of gold. So, of course, they would be into Bitcoin once they understand that Bitcoin is gold 2.0. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I think that something that appeals to them a lot is there's no interest in Bitcoin. Uh, so there's no interest rate that is set by Bitcoin, which I think is in line with Islamic banking beliefs. So it just makes a lot of good sense that the the prince was arrested for his heresy and now we can move on with life, and hopefully he gets put into a nice prison, not a bad one.
1: Yeah, g- gold-plated... Uh, yeah, toilets. Thing. Toilets, yeah.
0: <laughs> now, someone who visited Saudi Arabia recently did not get arrested.
1: Yeah, uh, Peter Thiel had an interview at a conference. I'm, I'm blanking on the name of that conference. It was but, probably like uh, Disruptive Technologies 2020. Future Innovations. Yes. So he gets on stage, and he talks... Basically, the, the, the question that's posed to him is, uh, you know, what are some technologies that are being underestimated? Because Peter Thiel is notorious for being, uh, well, people think he's Contrarian. a pessimist. although yeah. he, he, of course, says that he's he's the optimist. <laughs> but they asked him for some clues on, on some underestimated technologies. And his answer was Bitcoin. One of, one of many, including biotech. But one of the important ones that he dwelled on was Bitcoin. And it seemed like he was having a hard time, you know, containing his excitement. He even talked about how, you know, when when people are so exuberant about something, that's sort of a signal to him to be worried, being the contrarian he is. But as he keeps looking into it, he sees what it's for.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny because you've got like half the world is shitting on Bitcoin and anti-Bitcoin. And then the other half is exuberant about it. So how do you make a determination on whether this is a contrarian call or not? Because there's both sides
1: to to this. Well, the the true contrarian call is to become the Bitcoin maximalist. Right. He actually first started off by saying that he's skeptical of most cryptocurrencies, mm. but Bitcoin is special and it's effectively because it
0: acts like gold. Right, and it has the network effects of being the first mover on top of just having a better quality team around it and Better quality set of investors. I have another clip here I want to play. It'll contrast well with the Prince because this guy so the most important development I think as of late has been the f- interest in futures trading for Bitcoin. So the first piece of news we had out was Ledgerx a couple of weeks ago now. They are a startup basically. The second piece of news we have is from the CME, which is an established exchange for trading futures. I believe it's the largest futures and options trading exchange. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they're based out of Chicago and they're good people. So let's listen in.
1: Terry, final question to you. Uh, Timing wise, Julia almost sang a song. It is Bitcoin's ninth birthday. Bitcoin trading at a record high. It uh, reached $6,416. There's a lot of concern that it's in a bubble. Cryptocurrencies in general are in a bubble. Do you see any sign of that at all? What gives you pause here when you look at the price? And nothing gives me pause when I look at prices, Scarlett. I think that's really what what we're supposed to do here is manage risk. We're not supposed to decide what the price of any particular product is. So I've seen a lot of different bubbles over the last 37 years as I've been in this business, but it's not for, up for me to predict if it's a bubble or not. So you can talk about the housing bubble. You can talk about the tech bubble. You can talk about a whole host of things. What I'm here to do is to help people manage risk and we're to do it in the most effective way under a regulated platform. So whether crude oil was at $137 a barrel going to 26 or cryptocurrency trading at 6400 Dollars or yeah, you know, sixty-four hundred dollars. That's not for me to make mm. that decision of what the valuation is. We're here to manage.
0: That clip is uh, only a few days old, and already it's starting to show its age. We're we're hitting seventy-six hundred. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a what a birthday gift! To yeah, ben, no that kidding. Way.
0: That clip really shows how much of a pro this guy is. Like he's he's been in this business for thirty plus years. So when someone starts going on about motulips and bubbles and whatnot, like it's kind of it's 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 an idiotic statement to make because you can have you know the price going up and down, you can have momentum traders trading in and out, but at the end of the day, you gotta look at the fundamentals of the underlying asset being traded and make your judgment based on that, not based on what the chart is doing.
1: Yes. And, you know, like he said, his job is about managing risk. And so, you know, he he's in the business of giving up people a platform, whether or not, you know, if Bitcoin goes up, he's there to give them a platform to, to do that. If Bitcoin goes down, he's there to give them a platform to trade on that. It's not even part of his thing. So to, to harp on it would make no sense. And I think he handled it, like you said, yeah, like a true Yeah, and pro.
0: it's funny. There's been some conspiracy theories essentially going around about how this is to, to get the price to go down because the, the idea is that they've been doing this with gold where these futures are what's called cash settled, which means that instead of sending Bitcoins to whoever was long, whoever bought Bitcoins... You send them the the dollar equivalent. Yeah, you know, if, if the person went long Bitcoin at seven grand, and now the price is seventy six hundred, you send them seventy six hundred dollars instead of one Bitcoin. And the idea is, well, the conspiracy is that this reduces demand for the physical, quote unquote, underlying asset, whether it's gold or Bitcoins, but. I actually, I think that's kind of a misguided view. And the reason that that view has gained traction, specifically in gold, it gained traction during the bear market when the price was going down and people essentially were scapegoating this futures trading. Whereas really the reason the price of gold was going down for so long is like, A, monetary policy had dramatically improved. There wasn't a lot of inflation. And B, Central banks were selling gold. They were ideologically opposed to it, basically.
1: Yeah, and central banks, central banks do have yeah, they have know, a know, gold. most of the gold. Uh,
0: they don't have any bitcoins, as far as we know. When when you're in a bear market, the f- cash settled futures essentially just transfers money from bullish traders to bearish traders, uh, to people who think the price is going down. So it's a bad experience if you're a gold bug and you're trading futures and you're just losing money for 30 years. Uh, you're, you're going to uh, not be happy with futures. The flip side, though, if you're in a bull market like we are with Bitcoin, futures are just a vehicle for transferring money from skeptics to believers. And I think that we'll see, you know, someone who's like a whale uh, who has hundreds of Bitcoins, hundreds of uh, thousands of Bitcoins, they can just sell some of those bitcoins for dollars, go onto this futures trading exchange, and just take money from these idiots who think that it's just another tulip bubble. And that'll work pretty well as long as we're in a bull market. They'll they'll take that cash that they make from those cash settled futures and put it back into physical bitcoins and keep, you know,
1: hodling and growing their stash. Something that's important to, to, to mention here with this, this future stuff is Um, the memes that are going on all around it. And what I seem to be seeing is that the digital gold meme is really heating up. Uh, You know, we just talked about Peter Thiel, who he was raving about Bitcoin because it was like gold, but better in in certain ways. And the meme of Bitcoin being digital gold has has made a comeback, which is well, it's it's a much easier
0: investment thesis. And I think that part of it is because of the 1 megabyte block size limit which killed the or is killing the using on-chain payments to reduce your transaction costs which i think was misguided from the beginning
1: uh, agreed and so it, basically that the the end game for that line of thought is that bitcoin is a competitor right. to visa which is a dead end even even if the the peop- some some people i'm sure promote that idea without Having that end game, but that's an end game that that many people get to. People like Roger Ver, for instance, seem to argue it's on, that on so line many of levels. levels.
0: I mean, even if Bitcoin could scale on chain without any problem, the appeal of Visa is not just you know sending money from one person to another. It's having some form of recourse if there's a dispute with the merchant. Sure. There's a lot of other things that go in with Visa, whether it's the record keeping. The mediation between a merchant
1: and a disgruntled
0: customer—it's
1: not just moving money. Yeah, basically what you're saying is that people don't understand to, to people don't seem to understand that Visa itself is right. a layer. That's, two solution Yeah, that's exactly to the right.
0: If you look at layer one, is called Fedwire, and obviously it's run by the Federal Reserve. That's layer one, and then layer two is things like ACH, and then layer three you have things that run on ACH, so like Square, for example, I think they receive the money on Visa, which is like layer four, and then they send money on ACH to your bank account. So there's always going to be multiple layers to a payment system depending on the features that the transactors are interested in having in a given transaction. It's not the case that everyone wants
1: irreversible transfer of funds. Yeah, there's many cases in which I do want that recourse. It's just the, the fundamental layers of this this money that we're going to be using yeah. does need that. Because this digital gold meme is, is picking up, that really does zero people's uh, focus mm-hmm. in on the correct thesis. Um, and thus, I think... A lot of people are going to come into yeah, Bitcoin, yeah. And I started R&D. seeing
0: that with like investment professionals here in New York City. They seem to be latching on to the to the gold investment thesis and to essentially hodling. They don't seem to have much interest in investing in companies around Bitcoin. They just want to buy the bitcoins themselves, which is what we've been advocating for for a while now. And it took. It took seeing these Bitcoin startups, you know, not working out very well. Aside from the exchanges,
1: yeah, very. But even very, the exchanges, have, I don't yeah. know
0: if you actually made money buying equity in Coinbase versus putting it in bitcoins.
1: I would have a hard time. It might accounting. be the case
0: that if you put money at the very beginning of Coinbase, you might have something comparable. But if you're going into the later rounds, when and I don't
1: know, I don't know, I, I don't know. They're, their financing, yeah, yeah, although perhaps you could see it as as the the correct strategy of bitcoin entrepreneurship as as Daniel wrote about years ago, in the sense of they're they're investing money as a sacrifice yes. to add more liquidity to Bitcoin such that Bitcoin can uh grow as a network and make their remaining Absolutely. Bitcoin modeling uh, uh, the, more valuable. I think the real money
0: loser has been companies that don't follow that model. And instead of trying to increase the liquidity of Bitcoin, they're trying to create distributed applications or all these other buzzwords to find non-monetary uses of Bitcoin. I think that's a dead end.
1: Yeah, as soon as as soon yeah. as anyone thinks that they have a so-called killer app, run the uh, other it's way. The time to uh, you know. So I've got a yeah. third clip. There's
0: the kind of the Bitcoin gold or the digital gold analogy. You can see people going one, one level deeper than that and seeing that this is part of an evolution of money. And I think that Lloyd Blankfein, actually, he's the CEO of Goldman Sachs. You know, everyone, everyone loves to shit on Goldman Sachs. Uh, let's put aside all of the conspiracy theories and uh, Alice Jones stuff. They're very intelligent people <laughs> and they see the value of Bitcoin.
1: I know, I read a lot of history, and I know once upon a time a coin was worth $5 if it had $5 worth of gold in it.
0: Then a piece of paper was worth $5, but only if it was backed by gold in in the treasury or silver
1: in the silver certificate. And even then people were suspicious. Now we have paper that's only backed by fiat. The government says, I think that's what it's worth. Maybe in the new world. Something gets backed by consensus.
0: Right. Instead of a government fiat, maybe it's a consensual arrangement by people that
1: agree that it's worth something.
0: That to me is a pretty amazing statement to, to know, to, to be using those two words, fiat and consensus. I always think of those as like very Bitcoin-y vocabulary.